G'day and welcome to Vic Plume Comedy Slave Podcast number six. Look, somebody gave me a cookie. I didn't realise, you know, well, I didn't realise that the extent it would be. Be, be, be. I didn't realise the extent that it was. I am Cookie Man. I am the Cookie Monster. So, this is going to be hard. So, let's get right into it so I can have a break. Here's one of my comedy songs. It's called Waltzing Marijuana. Enjoy, joy, joy. Once a jolly smoker lit up his billy bong, blew out his breath and then pulled one through, and he coughed and he coughed. And coughed for a little while You'll come a-smoking a belly with me <laughs> Oh, marijuana, they reckon it won't harm ya Then why do I cough till I almost pee? And I want to go home But I can't find me car keys I think I'll have a Mars bar and go back to sleep Medical authorities warn that smoking marijuana while pregnant may cause Bob Marley. Welcome back to Vic Plume Comedy Cookie. Those cookies, those cookies. You know what? While you're, while I've been away, while you've been away, while we've been listening to whatever the hell we were just listening to, I, I just had a moment to myself. I just thought, we're living on an island that's floating in an ocean of space, circling a burning orb, shooting through eternity at breakneck speed while rotating on an axis that isn't there and people walk into a hospital open their legs and people come out of them oh my god it's insane but i'm feeling much better and then there's the cars we drive i don't know why we don't just say what brand of dirt do you drive because let's face it everything comes out of the ground the steel that makes the car the tin the paint everything It all comes from out of the ground. So we're driving around in dirt. The new Holden dirt. Drive it today. It's been polished up and all that. We got rid of the dirt. We kept the minerals, though. Pounded it, heated it up, and uh, branded it, and uh, called it a Holden lion-looking thing. And then we uh, we painted them all different colours and everything, and we made a TV commercial. You know, even the... Everything's just like electrical waves going through the, you know, we can talk to each other on the other side of the earth. 
we can see each other on the other side of the earth and have a conversation. And people will go, climate change, no, don't believe it. You know, I remember I said to my grandparents once, I said, did you ever believe that one day people would walk on the moon? I said, oh, no, don't be ridiculous. Nah, of course not. So there you go. So all you've got to do, basically, is imagine something. And eventually it'll come true with a little bit of effort, you know. I mean, when uh, the cavemen were walking around, or the cave people, I should say, when they were walking around and uh, there was no wheels or anything, then somebody invented a wheel because they thought of it. They saw a rock rolling along or something, however they imagined it, and then they did it. So we could actually live on a planet that isn't at war all the time because of these people wanting to control the oil and control the people and all that sort of thing. And we could be as free as the birds. All we have to do is imagine it. That's that song, John Lennon. He thought of it 50 years ago. Imagine. Everything's amazing. Either everything is amazing or everything isn't amazing. This is what Einstein said, which I think is amazing. Everything's amazing. If they didn't imagine that they could go to the moon, they wouldn't have gone to the moon. If you didn't imagine that you could talk to somebody on the other side of the world while looking at them through a device, then it wouldn't have happened. You know, I remember saying to my old mechanic, car mechanic once, well, yes, I said, well, the Earth is a living, breathing entity. He said, so you say. I mean, like I said, we're living on a spinning ball that's circling a burning orb while we're all shooting through space at breakneck speed. We live on an island that lives in an ocean of space. We are one tribe. We are one race. We are the human race. And all we've got to do is unite and say no more. No more corruption. No more war. We are uniting together. Unfortunately, they have divided us. And to divide is to conquer. In the meantime, I'll just try and keep love in my heart positive thoughts and be constantly amazed as I always am. Here's a sketch. Enjoy. What a beautiful day. The blue sky is full of chemtrails and I'm off to work at the shopping mall so I can pay rent and eat food stamps for dinner. It might sound bad, but at least I can't afford medical cover. Hello, Mrs. Johnson. Hi there. How are you today? I'm wonderful, thank you. Could you direct me to where the washing powders are, please? Of course. Try this brand. It's full of chemicals and when it goes down the drain, it ends up in the ocean and helps to clean the ocean too. And the packaging oftentimes ends up in the ocean and the whales and seals can eat it all up and become big and strong. Oh, thank you so much. Would you like some toxic weed killer? It's on special cause it is special. Oh, please tell me more. Well, every time it rains, everyone's weed killer juice runs down the storm water drains and into the ocean where it stops all the weed in the sea. Oh great, I hate smelly seaweed on the beach. Could you direct me to the dead animal flesh section? Sure, but only if you promise to eat as much cow flesh as you can every day. 
Will it help the environment? Of course. Cattle farming is responsible for global deforestation, and the methane cattle produce is helping sea levels to rise. And that means we'll soon have even more friends coming to stay with us from overseas. And that makes a better environment. But is it good for jobs? Yes, eating cow flesh causes colon cancer and heart disease, just to name a few. And that's great for the economy. It creates more jobs for doctors and nurses and the pharmaceutical industry. I'm so glad we're all doing our bit to make a better world. I must go now. I have to vote today. Excellent. Make sure you vote for the two major parties because they take donations from the fossil fuel industry. And that helps to keep the pollution and corruption continuing. And that means we can decrease the Earth's population through thirst and starvation, as well as war. And have even more friends come and stay with us from overseas. Yes, I always vote for the two major political parties, because they take care of us, like our mummy and daddy giving us a big hug and some hot cocoa on a cold winter's night. Bye. See you later. Keep up the good work. I will. I will too. We all will. We interrupt this program to inform you. Medical authorities warn that smoking kills, especially if you stop to light your cigarette in front of an oncoming bus. Hello there, who have we got on the line? It's Bert Hansen. Hello Bert Hansen, how are you today? Yes, I'm sort of okay, I suppose. No point complaining, is there? Um, how's the family? Yeah, they're all, you know, what they're like. Very good, Bert. You sound uh, salty as usual. Yes, well, I was a lot saltier when I was younger, believe it or not. No, I don't believe it, Bert, at all. No, no, I was. I was in a terrible state. I was only 27. I had no money. I had no work. I had no wife. I hadn't even met Pearl. I only met Pearl and uh, made a lot of money after I picked up a hitchhiker one day. It was quite an amazing time in my life. Life-changing moment. And so what happened? Well, I pulled over the car and let him in. Well, that's usually what you do when you uh, pick up a hitchhiker, isn't it? Well, it depends. If it's Adolf Hitler hitchhiking, you'd just drive straight over him, wouldn't you? Anyway, he's hopped in and he's got this little, beautiful little box in his hands and had like... A lot of etchings on it, like sort of Egyptian hieroglyphics or something. He said, where will I put this box? And I said, I'll just put it behind you, behind the seat, which he did. Anyway, we uh, kept driving, off we went, and uh, had a bit of a chat. You know, he's a friendly guy, quite engaging. And after about an hour, I heard this sound, sort of like a rustling sound. I looked behind me, and the box was, was glowing dull blue. And I could hear like a baby's voice mixed with an androgynous adult's voice. It was but tiny, a tiny little voice. And with the blue glow, it was quite eerie. Then I said to him, I said, what's in the box? He said, none of your fucking business. Up until then, he'd been wonderful. And after that, he was wonderful as well. He was friendly and engaging as everything was good. I thought, well, I won't be mentioning that again. Anyway, after a couple of hours driving, I had had to get fuel for the car. So I pulled over and fueled up. 
and I came back, and he was gone. The funny thing is, though, he forgot to take his box with him. I waited around for ten minutes, I looked inside the toilets. I don't know where he was, so I took off and made it home to Sydney, and uh, never saw him again. Then I met Pearl, and, well, the rest is history, isn't it? Okay, but what was in the box? None of your fucking business. There was movement of the station wagon, then I saw a naked ass. Old Cole from Diamond Creek had got a lay. Up and down and down and up and up and down he went, like a lizard flat out drinking on a spring. His shockers squeaked and squawked away like a sulphur-crested cock, at sunset flying home to do the flock. Momentum built, the car did tilt, the handbrake had a rest. They were doing 80 when they hit the crest. Up they flew over kangaroo, wombat, scrub and fowl. For a minute there stayed in mid-air and Cole reached for his towel. He wiped his head, looked out and said, well bugger me and fuck me dead. If this is love I've had enough, I'm gonna die while on the muff. The cops will find us in the buff and won't I look a silly duff. With no clothes on and me erect, it won't be long till they detect that the handbrake hadn't been closely checked, too busy having sex. Then gravity came, and so did they, and down a cliff they sailed. Cole said, damn, cracked his last can, his lover loudly wailed. The ground rose up, the car went down until it was a dot. Then a puff of smoke, and soon arrived the sound of aftershock. One final squeak of his shockers, his failing horn's last blast, and down and up just one last time did go his bare white ass. And when the locals reminisce, they say Cole was always on the nest. He even got laid twice that day, when he was laid to rest. Interrupt this program to inform you. <laughs> Medical authorities warn that coughing out a lung will result in being disliked on the bus. G'day, welcome back to Vic Plume Comedy Slave Podcast number 6. I don't know what to talk about. Maybe I should start watching the news again. But it's too depressing. Oh, you know, the politicians have done this and they've done that. They're taking this away from the poor people and giving to the rich. And They're like the opposite of Robin Hood. They're like the opposite of Robin Hood, which isn't good. It's very sad that they're so bad. If you haven't got much, you'll soon have much less. 
If they have their way, they look after their friends at the top and punish the people who have next to nothing. No, what are you standing next to there? Nothing. All right, we'll take that nothing away and we'll leave you standing next to nothing. Oh, thanks for that. Not a problem. Any time. In fact, now that you've got nothing, how about we put you in jail? Get you a job in H-Division, dipping nails into a galvanising drum. Beautiful. With good behaviour, you could be out just in time to get the pension. And a letter in the mail saying you owe us $20,000 from robo-debt. What a sick world. But there is good news. It doesn't last forever. Well, not that we know of anyway. Maybe when you die, you come back. I wonder if that's true. At least you can remember it. Imagine if you remembered and you kept coming back. Oh, my God, I'm back here again. Oh, my God. Not again. I mean, I do have a good sense of humour. And uh, I am pretty positive. And uh, I do live with love in my heart. But, uh, whew, I mean, people like Bert Hansen, you can see why they've <laughs> they've had enough. You know, like 5,000 years stuck on this planet. My God. I mean, if I had my way, I would... If, I could, if it was possible, I could click my fingers and go back 2,000 years. I would live on the mid-north coast as an Aboriginal and just kick back, eat shellfish, fish, kangaroo, berries and whatever you used to eat back in those. There's no... You didn't have to go to slave. You didn't have to be a slave to some authority figure. You didn't have to slave to earn slavery slips. Anonymous master's coupons to exchange for food, shelter, education, medicine. No, it was all there. Everyone looked after everyone because they were a tribe who cared for each other. There was no pollution. Captain Cook arrived in Australia and was gobsmacked because he came from the working classes. He worked his way up to scumdom. But he was he was amazed when he went up the east coast of Australia. He was just he saw how well they looked after the land. He saw how the Aboriginal people had sovereignty. They had food sovereignty. They had sovereignty. They were free. They didn't have warring masters standing over them. I mean, England used to be like that once upon a time, you know. The Romans came over, you know, God knows how many years ago. They came over to England and England were running around like the Aborigines. Well, they were the Aborigines there. They came over, killed, slaughtered, integrated, left them with the parliamentary system we now have and the warring mindset we now have as well. And then the English sent, oh, thanks for that. See you later, Romans. And then they continued the good work, went to America, went to Australia, wherever else, poisoned the locals, killed the locals, stole their children, put them in chains, put them on reserves with rubbish soil that you couldn't grow anything on. Just sit there and say, here you go, here's some tea, here's some sugar, you know, everything that's bad for you, flour, sugar, tobacco. They did a damn fine job in a Roman sense. And that is why every now and then I think people like to go and holiday in places like Nimbin, where the people roam free. I mean, let's face it, the world is a free-range lunatic asylum, thanks to those sick people in power. I mean, it's not their fault. They were born into it. That's a sick system. It creates sick people, corrupt people, narcissistic people, and it rewards psychopaths. That is why I'm thinking, if I have to come back again, I'm glad that I won't remember that I was here before. Because if I have been here before, whew, I don't remember it. But if I come back, and I have to come back in this time, I hope my mother gives birth to me in Nimbin, where I can grow up in the spirit of Bob Marley and write a poem like this one. Enjoy. Enjoy.
Now it's time for a moment of marijuana with poet Smokey Hayes. While rolling down the laneway, I saw to my surprise the Hemparama ice cream shop in front of my bloodshot eyes. I staggered in and rubbed my hands. The choices were immense. Gunja green and melon mull and yellow choc chip hemp. Hashberry stash with THC sprinkled on the top. But alas, I coughed and both my lungs went flying out the shop. Welcome back to Vic Plume Comedy Slave podcast number six. We've come to the end of the show. I must say thanks to HollywoodEdge.com, FootageFirm.com for sound effects, music and visuals. To Buzz at Mastering.com.au for teaching me how to do a podcast. And Buzz can teach you how to do a podcast too. Mastering.com.au John Robinson, my uh, web host at WebsPlus.com.au Buzzsprout.com and VicPlume.com You can listen to my podcast on VicPlume.com That's V-I-C-P-L-U-M-E The Misadventures of Bo Hogart That's my comedy novel. And we're going to end the show as usual with my song Slave Namal Thanks to Andrew at Soundpark Studios in Melbourne, Australia, and to Paul Jonas on Fiddle. Have a great week. Take care. It's cheaper than crack. Over and out of it. Oi. I don't want to be a slave no more I don't want to be just another banker's hoe I just want to be free to be true Oh, money makes me mad, it takes me away from you Yeah If we were billionaires, we'd all still be Slaves of a system we're too blind to see The system's failed, there's a blatant glitch Without money, we'd all be rich I don't want to be a slave no more I don't want to be just another banker's house But I just want to be free to be true Money makes me mad, it takes me away from you Do you know why all the world's in such a mess? Why we call destruction progress? Why profit is placed above care? It's cause money inspires corruption everywhere I don't wanna be a slave no more. I don't wanna be just another banker's home. Well, I just wanna be free to be true. Money makes me mad, it takes me away from you. How can so many people be? 
Happy with the world in slavery So many starve while others are so rich But make no mistake, we're all the system's bitch I don't want to be a slave, now I'm out I don't want to be just another banker's hound I just want to be free to be true Money makes me mad and takes me away from you Money, why can't we see? Money, it's a man-made disease Money, why can't we see? Money, it doesn't have to be While I see birds eating freely in the trees I see the wearer in prison but it's we who hold the key Yes, without money we'd all be truly free